Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. As we're joined by mass singer, judge and Mel's arch nemesis, Dave Hughes. Plus showbiz with Mel Dracina and Titus O'Reilly wraps up a very big weekend of sport across the country. It has also been a big day for Tasmania's jigsaw puzzlers. Tasmania aren't even in lockdown. They have no reason to do jigsaws. It was a buy for the scrabblers. Okay, great. Speaking of sport, we're inching ever closer to COVID freedoms across the country, starting in Sydney. Millions of Sydney siders are enjoying new freedoms today. This is a live shot of a swimming pool in Western Sydney. One guy swimming in a pool. That's actually Cody Simpson finishing a heat. Uh, He'll get there. Look, pools do pose a challenge, as David McAnulty put it. A range of other activities that uh, can be done to keep people safe at pools. Now, outdoor pools are outdoor. Okay. Huge. Six six years of medical school to do that. Um, Another activity is opening up, and it's golf. And who better to deliver that news than Channel 9's Alan Rascal? And when I'm on the course, the only hazard is me. I'm a bit green. The game's a bit rough, but I'll still have a whack. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Alan Ruskell, nine news. Nine news? Nine years to life? What are you doing? <laughs> I, just, I just hope they don't open up spearfishing because that, <laughs> that could get ugly. Still, at least some in Sydney get to go outdoors. Spare a thought, though, for this lockdown, kid. It's been just boring. Like, you want to go out with friends, play around and stuff, and it's just, can't do that. Just have to be stuck at home. With mum. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who isn't graduating homeschool this year? He's got Tasmanian puzzler written all over him. <laughs> well, let's take a look at the all-important numbers, starting in New South Wales. New cases have been recorded in Tweed, Coffs Harbour, Cowra and Hilltops. Numbers have also risen in Broken Hill and in the state south. There have been 65 new cases in the Illawarra. There were 41 in the Hunter and 32 on the central coast. <laughs> Was, was that map put together by a Tasmanian puzzler? <laughs> but look, let's keep an eye on our vaccine rollout. Good afternoon. Medical staff administering COVID vaccinations. There it is. Oh, OK. <laughs> We'd never do that. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't help. Uh, but look, the federal... <laughs> the federal government announced the purchase of a brand-new treatment for COVID-19. What's it called? Citrovimab. 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 Citromavab. Citrovimab. It's pronounced Trebojevic. Uh... <laughs> Look, to Victoria now, where case numbers continue to climb. More than 800 cases. 800 cases. 800 cases. 800 new cases. 800 cases. An 800-kilogram walrus named Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the big story this week were the protests in Melbourne, which saw hundreds of people take to the streets for a clear cause. Up to 1,000 men and women occupied the St Kilda Road landmark from 1pm, making odes to themselves. We're here to fight for something. <laughs> Better speechwriters. Better megaphones. Whatever. Look, the protesters were called all sorts of names this week. Drunken morons. Scum of the earth. Man baby Nazis. Jigsaw puzzlers. <laughs> Sorry, those are our DMs. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, Nazi puzzlers. That sounds like an SBS game show, doesn't it? <laughs> Letters of Nuremberg's? Um, coming soon. Look, sadly, we saw some extreme Nazi gestures from protesters this week, and at times, reporters. We saw a group of around uh, 80 of them back down towards the Trove Street. 
Look, police made sure everyone in the city had a reason to be there. Teenagers were tackled to the ground while others tried to prove they were out for their daily exercise. <laughs> First guy to be fined for not wearing Lululemon. Uh, well, look, while the protesters were wandering around Melbourne, no one was wandering more than Channel 9's Lana Murphy. We are following reporter Lana Murphy. Lana has been tracking these protesters for the last couple of hours. Lana Murphy has been among the action covering the story. We have got Lana Murphy who is on the ground for us. What has happened since we last spoke to you? Where are the protesters? Where are the police? Hey Lizzie, m not much has changed. None of us can find this group of protesters. We <laughs> keep finding the group, keep losing the group. It's still a matter of us trying to catch up to them. We can hear them but we can't see them. We know that there were hundreds of cars gathered at the corner of Elizabeth and Victoria, but that's not where I am right now. <laughs> we'll get there. Fine line between reporting and window shopping. <laughs> Look, eventually Lana managed to catch up to the action where she was right in the thick of it. Lana, what's happening where you are? Well, nothing, Laura. <laughs> I get the feeling she was just doing step timber. Uh... Look, it was up to the ABC to provide uninterrupted coverage. Steph, what can you tell us? Uh, yes, uh, good morning, Joe. Uh, unfortunately, there's a bus that has just uh, gone in front of our shot there, but uh, behind that is a police vehicle, uh, and we've just seen one person being and arrested. Another. Police are right. obviously grabbing people. Sorry, as cut, they cut to something else. At the moment. Just over there, there's all of the riot police. Yeah. Yeah. Not helping. In front of the CFMEU uh, building at the moment. As you can see. Nothing. <laughs> and, and behind that bus is Lana Murphy, so we'll cross to them later. Look, everyone can agree, though, on what the protesters and police were doing. Effectively playing a game of cat and mouse. 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 A game known as Wei Chi. Still, some residents sympathise with protesters. But I can understand the anger of the people because I'm angry. I'm angry every single f***ing day. <laughs> Good to see your mum out and about too. That's, that's actually Lana Murphy's mum. She can't find her. She'll be home soon. But the protest happened, Mel, on a day Melbourne was hit by what could only be described as a... 5.9 magnitude earthquake. 5.9 magnitude earthquake. Uh, earthquakes might, might be overstating a bit, but some, some kind of tremor. OK. Well, look, hey, big dog. He <laughs> described Pompeii as just a hiccup. So, But look, some thought it might be something else. The whole bench started to shake and I thought, there's something wrong with me. The chef suspected paranormal activity. <laughs> Stay out of the WhatsApp groups, OK? Look, news teams were quick to reach out to the experts. Let's go now to the senior duty seismologist. Senior seismologist. 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 Seismologist, rather. Senior seismologist. Senior seismologist. Seismologist. <laughs> he registered a 5.8 on NAPLAN, so... <laughs> Apparently Studio 10 had a paleontologist, but that was, that was just to identify their hosts. Um, so the Nazi stuff didn't offend, but the Studio 10... Look, ABC couldn't get a seismologist, though they did get the next best thing. It was a pretty strong quake at a relatively shallow depth, just to the northwest of Melbourne. Our reporters have spoken to a tram driver. OK. <laughs> Look, sometimes it's hard to get an expert on short notice. I'm with Adam Pascali from the Seismology Research Centre. We're going to bring in Ava and her mum, Kate. <laughs> and her dad, Ed Sheeran. Um... <laughs> that, that first guy had quite a nice car for someone who only has to work once every ten years. That's the thing about seismologists. They do nothing for ten years and then this week it's all been like, oh, well, until we get more information, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> ten years.
Sorry, we went a bit Alan Jones there all of a sudden. <laughs> but news outlets often aim to get guests who are closest to the action, Mel, though this week it seemed they were aiming for guests closest to the camera. I've been in earthquakes before overseas and... Uh, Felt a rumbling noise as if... Uh, either known faults or faults that hadn't been known beforehand. <laughs> they were just trying to make sure a bus didn't pull up in front of... <laughs> With tremors in New South Wales, South Australia and Tasmania, the quake wasn't just felt in Melbourne. Michael Rowland's got a bit more information. We're not just talking uh, Victoria. I've just got a text message from Michael McCormack, uh, Nationals MP, former National Party leader. Not to be outdone, Tony Armstrong was also hitting the phones. I know as well, Joe. I got a message from my mum. <laughs> I got a message from Craig Kelly, so... Really? Just one? Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Well, the Andrew Bensley managed to combine an earthquake update with live odds. Our building is literally shaking. Uh, Matt, uh, this is frightening, to be honest, because it's lasting a long time, but uh, it's $6.50 at the moment. <laughs> Got to dance a lot. Look, as a New Zealander, I've experienced a few quakes, so I thought the coverage from a current affair was a little dramatic. Quite disturbing. Um, it is, actually. It's yeah. Still go- oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we will rebuild. <laughs> That Lego tower was almost as high as my hair last week, so that is, that is how tall it was. Still, people's reactions to the earthquake varied. Geelong grandmother Deidre was alerted by her cat's strange behaviour. She wouldn't come near me this morning, and then all this happened, and I thought, she obviously knew something was going to happen. <laughs> or she knew you were going to stuff her into a bag. <laughs> Still, look, in, in, a, in a week of earthquakes, my heart goes out to Channel 7 reporter Nathan Templeton. But I immediately got a phone call uh, from my wife. She said her car was rocking. Nathan, if I were you, I'd get home now. <laughs> I think it's unrelated. Look, we've got to take a break. Back to more of the GC right after this. Well, we should mention the major story dominating news headlines. Glennis Morris is still full of life at 82 years old, but not according to the New South Wales government. Births, deaths and marriages are saying I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Now... There's a, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I've seen the current affair do the neighbour from hell, the fake tradie, yeah. but the dodgy zombie, that is a whole new area. And look, for Glennis, it was a shock to the system. How did you feel after they declared you dead? It's very hard to take. <laughs> I, I mean, the autopsy was harder to take. But, uh... Look, I really like the acting that Glennis does in the car here. Mum's is running out and... I need to pay it. They want my money, but they don't want to take it because Mum's not here. But she is. Clearly, you've seen her today. (laughs) If she keeps driving without hands, she will be. Uh, Heading overseas and a big week for Scott Morrison, who this week attended meetings of the Quad chaired by the US President. A US President staring down the challenges of the 21st century. I can't get this to function at all. <laughs> but good to see his care alert. Smart dialer was working. Yeah. Like... Look, the PM came away from the quad with some key achievements. So vaccines, an important uh, set of outcomes today for COVID. On critical minerals... <laughs> Got to have those. But look, top of the Prime Minister's agenda in the US, Mel, was action on climate change. But back home, Barnaby Joyce has other considerations. Like, you take New England, 12% of my electorate are farmers. Incredibly important, I'm one of them. Um, but that means you've got 78% that are not. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> the, the other 40% are mathematicians, so... Good luck adding up your kids, Barnaby. Um, <laughs> well, let Barnaby explain what he meant. In a nation like what, Vol what Voltaire said, I think... Uh, well, it wasn't actually Voltaire, it was... Um, the I can't remember the, okay. the lady we'll, we'll who summarised Voltaire's... We'll uh, leave that there. But uh, you, uh, you can say what you like... You can, I mightn't agree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death. You're right to butcher it. <laughs> I think he was trying to quote a Voltaren ad. <laughs> I know we had an earthquake back in Australia, Mel, but the wildest weather this week was a volcanic eruption on the Spanish island of La Palma. Mm, and it really put things into perspective. A slow-motion menace, inching relentlessly downhill. I don't even know where to take my things. I don't know where I'm going to live. Wondering when I'll be getting my burgers. It's... <laughs> A week of suffering. Look, of course, it was a momentous weekend for AFL fans with Saturday's grand final. The lead-up was electric and Sunrise had all the angles. We have a team of reporters covering every angle in grand final city today. First, let's go to Tom Brown, who's here in Perth, just over there at the <laughs> Matagara Bridge. And in a minute, Lana Murphy walks in the background. <laughs> so... I'm very lost. With the grand final in Perth, it did mean an empty MCG. For the second year in a row, the MCG will be empty tomorrow. Unfortunately, there is absolutely nothing going on at the MCG. Yeah, I am live from the MCG okay. on the grand final day. <laughs> Trying to capture that lack of atmosphere. She should come in the studio. <laughs> Look, of course, Melbourne clenched a historic victory and fans were speechless. Many demons feared it could all go to the dogs. I can't put it into words. <laughs> Another aftershock. Uh, but Morning Show's got to talk to proud parents of all the players, although maybe not the best idea the, the day after a huge win. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it's huge. Sorry, I can't talk properly. That's OK. I might... Well, at least he tried. Christian Petrarca's father couldn't seem to get a word in. We were just screaming for joy. We were ah, just so happy, joy. so happy for him and happy for the team, happy for all the Melbourne... Uh... <laughs> joy. <laughs> to the UK now and to a huge fuel shortage. The closure of some petrol stations because of a shortage of tanker drivers. Or as the Daily Star put it... Grumpy Pumpy. <laughs> White people shouldn't rap. Yeah. Um, also the name of Alan Jones's fragrance. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was a quote from Voltaire. <laughs> Over in Scotland, they're facing an ambulance crisis. The Health Secretary says £20 million is being invested in recruiting new ambulance staff. Hamza Youssef has injured himself and took a tumble on his way to answer questions in the chamber. Oh, I feel like the ambulance shortage is directly correlated <laughs> with the men on scooters surplus. <laughs> Look, to New Zealand now, where the question of mandatory vaccines is dividing locals. Aucklanders today also divided over the idea. To be honest, I think that's a bit just... a bit too wanky, to be honest, cos... <laughs> Smash back the chips. Uh, look... Nice to see you, Dad. <laughs> look, they've just had takeaways open up in Auckland and the response has been huge. I'm out on Auckland's Ponsonby Road just in time for the lunchtime rush. And things are looking a lot busier than they have done for the past five weeks. People really coming out and making the most of the level three freedoms. That's busy. Yeah. I mean, it's her fault 
of us standing outside Hollywood Bakery. That place is so shit. <laughs> so last week it was Masked Singer. This week it's Hollywood Bakery. I'm for Hollywood Bakery. Look. And you wonder why they won't let you back in. <laughs> um, look, the golden rule of reporting is to just report the facts and try leave your personal opinions out of the story. Some of them are using gym equipment to do workouts and many people have actually brought their Friday night takeaways down to the beach. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, while in Wellington there was one person people were pretty thrilled to see while getting their takeaways. Well, there's security uncles out here looking after um, these two people. After Is that Jacinda? <laughs> That's Jacinda! <laughs> <laughs> Just go for one walk. Um... <laughs> You're not Lana Murphy, all right, now. But look, from Jacinda to another person we were all excited to see. Here he is, my dear friend Alan Jones, who's been through the wars lately, as you know, but he's got his knee fixed, all fixed up, and he's fighting fit and raring to go and back here with us all on Sky from Monday. He's back. Alan Jones is back, and to celebrate, Sky News put together a powerful promo. Alan Jones is back. I've been arguing relentlessly and I won't stop. 8pm Monday to Thursday. Well, he does stop. Um, <laughs> stops on Friday. <laughs> Takes off that long weekend. Uh, Alan Jones is back after knee surgery and he was in fine broadcasting form. What are we on the show next week? What's that? Oh, what's on the show? Uh... <laughs> oh, what's on the show? Well, speaking of which, let's find out what's coming up on our show. Still to come tonight. Still to come. Still to come. Christmas is cancelled. Tasmanian children are being encouraged to talk more. The foul-mouthed dog walker you don't want to cross. Bob Catter's call to arm teenage boys. We take a tour of this garage. A glimpse into life with Prince Philip. No rain until next week. Well, it's not impossible. You might not want to put your washing on the line tonight. It's going to be a bit windy. Good evening, global citizens. Natalie and Brulia. Natalie and Brulia. She's back in the chart. There is already some Oscar buzz. Kim is hosting SNL. A very attractive young man. It's a delicious looking man. This is what I look like now. Entertainment from Nowhere FM, it's our showbiz supremo, Mel Trasino. <laughs> now, what's been keeping you amused this week? Over the weekend, I discovered Cardi Tries. It's a docuseries on Facebook Watch that follows rapper Cardi B as she tries new things, hence is, the title. Is that where we're at now? <laughs> docuseries on Facebook Watch? <laughs> My 30-day free trials have run out. So <laughs> as good as it gets. Uh, this app was Cardi Tries Wildlife. It started with her meeting an owl. Now, Handsome Harry, the zookeeper, gives Cardi and her friend Chloe a bit of stern advice. So do me a favour. When we're interacting with her, let's yeah. just try to be like a little bit quiet and just be kind of chill. That's right. Quiet and chill, ladies. Do I just wept herself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely no Bindi Irwin, I'll give her that. Uh, I think Cardi has more dangerous claws than any owl, to be honest. Oh, Look at that. The owl was like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cardi, let's try a cute armadillo. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? 
It sounded like a freestyle. <laughs> All right, how about something totally non-threatening like a dead animal? No, 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 no. Listen, not- no, I want to let you know something. It was this one time, right, when I was like 15 years old, a rat passed through my feet, and ever since then, I could never see a, a rat again. Oh, okay. What is it? Um. <laughs> so, in conclusion, Cardi tries nothing. Yeah. Well, it, it was a mistake. It wasn't actually dead. It was declared dead by births, deaths and marriages. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I saw this video on my Insta feed. Vogue's 73 questions with Kylie Jenner. It's just her answering 73 quickfire questions. So, what were you doing before I got here? I made my daughter some breakfast and then I had an ultrasound appointment. Wow. And aside from that ultrasound appointment, is this how a typical day starts for you? Every day is really different. And what do you normally prepare for breakfast? My favorite breakfast is something sweet like a cinnamon roll or a coffee cake. Only 70 more questions to <laughs> I love, because usually they let them in the house, but she just made them wait outside. <laughs> it's like she was like, this Deliveroo driver's a bit chatty. Probably <laughs> didn't start with, how are you with owls? <laughs> that seems the obvious one. Um, this is a self-produced video, but that doesn't stop them asking Kylie some pretty tough questions. Why do you think people love watching your family? I think that they can always find someone to relate to. And when they say someone to relate to... Which of your cars do you drive the most? I actually let Stormy. She likes to choose my cars every day. Your daughter chooses a different car. That's 100% relatable, yeah. yeah. We're on TV, so I get it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to free-to-air. This week, the Gogglebox's caught up on SAS Australia and my favourites, Anastasia and Faye, weighed in on the six-year sex drought of Bryn Edelston. I went six years without sex. Oh, so what? That's normal. <laughs> uh, and her withdrawal from the show. Bryn is the first recruit to voluntary withdraw from the course. She wasn't even on there for ten minutes. Orgasms last longer than what she lasted on sets. <laughs> All right, I've got 73 questions for Anastasia. <laughs> what is going on there? OK, I think, someone, I think someone needs to remind them that they're watching SAS and not Magic Mike. They strip down. Oh, Jesus. Strip down some more. Kawas Mark Philippus's donger. I think they also misunderstood the TV show The Snake Catcher. That is a massive python. Probably one of the biggest I've ever had to handle. Well, she's only young. Give her time. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen Cardi B with Mark Philippus's donger. That was a, that was a big episode. Uh, moving on, there's been some huge reveals on The Masked Singer this week. We've had Mahalia Barnes, Ali Simpson, Kyle Sandilands, which was the first time we heard the judges chant, put it back on. <laughs> uh, we also had an international star, Macy Gray, who took time out of her busy 2007 to appear on the show. How dare you. Last Sunday, episodes of The Masked Singer wasn't afraid to tug at the heartstrings with this emotional moment. Oh, won't you stay? <laughs> so let's just put that in perspective. You've got Danny Minogue tearing up over a kebab, singing to a I, I would have liked to have seen the cutaway of the 1.5-litre Coke crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, staying with reality TV, SAS Australia rolls on. This week is the biggest ever 
I'm not sure why, uh, it's just what Channel 7 told me. The biggest week of SAS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite moment from last week was the ice bath challenge. Contestants were forced to submerge themselves in freezing water and then answer a simple question. What were you facing when you sat on the toilet? East. North. What way are you facing when you sat on the toilets? Backwards. What? <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, if you straddle it, you have to take your pants completely off <laughs> to even get on. I'm just trying to visualise. That'll be a ten-play extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still loving Making It Australia. It's the craft show. It is only into its second week, but that hasn't stopped the producers dialing up the emotions. This was, without doubt, the hardest decision we've had to make. Uh, we feel that this project lacked the focus of a successful design. And for that reason... So can I just interrupt there to point out that the judge is wearing an outfit made by one of the eliminated contestants. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, back to the emotions. And for that reason, the person going home is... Saiwai. Yep. Saiwai, you are such an important member of our making community and... We love what you've brought to the barn. <laughs> I love any show that's got a barn. I love the emotional farewell of like, can you pack up your glue sticks <laughs> and leave the barn? <laughs> Uh, just a couple of quick things to finish up on. It was the Tony Awards yesterday, broadcast live on 10 Peach, which you'll find between 10 and Facebook Watch. <laughs> this is for live theatre. As always, a lot of thank you speeches, some more touching than others. I want to thank the Jagged cast and crew. I have to give a big thanks to our amazing director. Thank you, Matthew Lopez and Stephen Daldry. I want to say a big thank you to our accounting firm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest categories is always best actor in a musical, but not quite this year. First time in an acting category, there's only one nominee for best performance <laughs> by an actor in a leading role in a musical. One nominee, uh, still being an awards show that had to go through the motions. The nominee. <laughs> is. Aaron Tveit, Moulin Rouge, the musical. The Tony Award goes to <laughs> Aaron Tveit. Oh, wow. The Tonys are a Russian election. <laughs> Amazingly, Donald Trump still challenged the results. <laughs> well, he got up and he was so shocked, and he dedicated the award to his fellow nominees. It oh, was no. beautiful. <laughs> Finally, if we have we still got time? Because otherwise, I've got seventy questions of Kylie still left to go. Yeah. <laughs> We stopped recording 20 minutes ago. Feel free, you've got it there. Part two of the Spice Girls doco aired on Channel 4 in the UK. In this episode, they looked back at Ginger leaving the band and one fan's heartbroken reaction. When Jerry left the band, I took to my bed for, I'm going to say, two days, which then reached a boiling point when my poor, well-meaning mother came in and said... Well, you know, there'll be other bands. There'll be another band that you'll love. And I said, like, who? And she said, Bewitched. <laughs> Say la vie. <laughs> that was a joke for the 90s kids. Yeah. Some of them got it. Thank you. Thank you. Those kids are now in their 90s. <laughs> well, Mel, we love what you've brought to the barn. Would you please thank <laughs> Mel Casina?
Welcome back to the Cheat Seats. Our very special guest is standing by. I sell chicken hats all over the world. She no, is sorry, not. Not. sorry. She's on Q&A. Sorry. <laughs> to Ireland now, where the up-and-coming cracker night has authorities worried. A demonstration today about the dangers of fireworks and, in particular, holding bangers. an onus on everybody to make people aware that uh, fireworks can be very dangerous in the wrong hands. <laughs> or in any hands. Um... Uh, and speaking of fireworks... Adelaide Zoo's giant pandas have gone into lockdown. Keepers have closed their exhibit for two weeks to give Wong Wong and Funi some privacy during breeding season. Look, I'm not sure about this shot that they used. The relationship between the pair has developed in leaps and bounds. <laughs> Between the panda and the tree. Uh, We're keeping Husey waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> but weirdly, the report wanted to focus on pandas' thoughts on reciprocation. Squats are commonly seen in the gym, but for pandas like Wong Wong, they're excellent preparation. He's mastered them and crab walks ahead of his seventh attempt at breeding with 15-year-old Funi. He's very intelligent on the part, though, that when we trained the squats, we were telling him to go down, but he wouldn't go down unless we went with him. <laughs> I mean, seventh attempt at breeding is my autobiography. Um, but look, look, speaking of cuddly creatures, the mass Singer continues to go from strength to strength. Now, Mel, do you remember what you said last week? I was wasted. Uh, well, if you missed it, here's a refresher. Last week, Husey was getting no closer. The one and only Taylor Swift. <laughs> big, big name. Is this Swifty? Probably the most famous woman in the world who's going to quarantine in Sydney for two weeks to dress up like a vampire to sing a Jonas Brothers song. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I not pull it together. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of this shit. <laughs> anyway, you can see me as the Pavlo the next time. Any regrets? I, I stand by it. <laughs> well, on that note, it's time to meet our special guest. Dave Hughes. I am very happy that you're out here watching live comedy rather than staying home and watching bullshit. <laughs> no doubt I'm going great. This is unusual. Dave, who's behind the mask? This will go down in mask singing history. Oh, I think I've got it. I'm prepared to stake my whole reputation on that, everyone. <laughs> so please welcome... No, Dave Hughes! Great to be here. Great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> to defend yourself, thanks for coming on, Husey. Yes. Did you see Mel's tirade? Yeah, absolutely. And it's hurtful, Mel. I'm not... <laughs> it's hurtful. And, look, we haven't unveiled the uh, vampire yet. So, And why not? Why not? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Why not? She's, you know? she's got a career. Um... You, 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 you don't think enough of Australian television, you know? You've got to remember you're from New Zealand, all right? So we're a big country. <laughs> we, may, we, we may not be on Australian TV for much longer, Dave, so... Um, but we, we, look, we do... And you sound like my son, honestly. He's 12, he's got the attitude you've got. Yeah. You know, it's like, mate, <laughs> shut up, I don't know them, Dad. Well, you know what? Study, mate. <laughs> he's, so, got, he's got the attitude I've got, which is logic. Um... Oh, come on. You're, what about Macy Gray, you know? I mean, I, you know, I, what about Macy name... Gray? <laughs> what about her? We love, we love Macy Gray. Um, can you name three Macy Gray songs? 
I don't need to. <laughs> we do we do enjoy the mask singer though. I am curious, how do the stars deal with all the secrecy? Uh, really well. Uh, they, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> I think they're happy. Some of them tell their family, and the family keep the secret. And I don't know what others do. Um, but yeah, I, they're not. They, they do. There's a lot of like, golf carts around set uh, with people on the back of them with bags over their heads. So <laughs> I'm, it is disturbing. <laughs> What's, it's amazing. Amazing. We've seen some of the reveals and some. Sort Celebs manage to keep their identity secret even after they take their mask off, <laughs> which is amazing. That's hurtful. Uh, no, no, Ali, Ali Simpson, who yeah. some people are saying, I don't know who she is, she's got 1.2 million Instagram followers. I mean, how many Instagram followers have you got, Tim? Seriously, let's be honest here. It's closer to 1.2. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, just because we, you might not know who she is, a lot of people do know who she is. So, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways to be famous in this world. So. Um, I'm curious, would you ever consider doing the show as a contestant? Yes. And if so, where do you foresee your career going so wrong? No, 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 no. I, I would prefer to be on our show than on, be on another show on another network where some British soldiers come in first class and, and yell at me and, and, and make me take all my clothes off and berate me for, you know, just trying to stay relevant. Uh, you know, in The Masked Singer, we celebrate everyone and we love the fact they're on the show. And uh, here, all right, so back to me and saying Taylor Swift is one of the people. Imagine you're under the mask. And I, and I say, oh, I think it's someone who came 17th on the first series of Australian Idol, you know? Are you going to feel better about that or if I say you're Taylor Swift? Mm. Think about that, Australia. <laughs> I'm here what? to make people feel good. Right? <laughs> and confused. No. Well, no. Y- your, kids, your kids are big fans of, of you on The Masked Singer? What no, they're big fans of The Masked Singer. They're not fans of me on The Masked Singer. They don't want me on the show. Uh, <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, true story. The other night I was shaking my tail feather along with the, the feather duster, which ended up being George Columbaris. What a reveal that was. <laughs> now, that was a great reveal. Anyway, I was shaking my fail, whatever, uh, the thing, uh, yeah, and, 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 and Osher Ginsburg, who I believe has been on this show. He has. Yes, well, he said, your kids will be embarrassed right now. And as we're watching it as a family, my children were embarrassed. <laughs> they were, like, covering their eyes. My son said, Dad, I need some bleach to never see again. <laughs> Pretty harsh review. But on TV, I said, yes, I hope they are embarrassed. And they've got to remember that their dad being embarrassing on TV has paid for their ice cream. <laughs> it was a real moment. It was like an inception or something. Beautiful. It was crazy. It was, I, should have been, I should have been Instagramming it at the same time. <laughs> My children are, are, are great people, but they um, you just looked at the watch you don't have on. Uh, <laughs> I looked at a watch that's not there. Uh, we're going to slow-mo that. Uh, she went like that. Hughes come down. He's, he's appeared on our show. What my watch? <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Don't miss the final week of Masked Singer, 7.30 Sunday on 10. Would you please thank Dave Hughes? It's final fever time and this guy's favourite time of year. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own sport nut, Titus O'Reilly! Titus O'Reilly! 
smell. Ooh, 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 I'm just trying it. I'm just you feel so it. at home when you do that. <laughs> Titus, it was a big weekend of sport across the country, but particularly for Melbourne supporters, of which you are one. Has it gone to your head yet? Not at all. We're Demon supporters, we're keeping our feet on the ground. Why? Not long after the game finished, I had the staff come up and share a drink. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been the best uh, 48 hours of my life by a mile. Um, and that includes every time I've been on this show. People often describe your segment as the best 48 hours of this show. So <laughs> you cast an eye on the grand final. What caught your eye? Well, the Melbourne Demons have ended a 57-year premiership drought on the weekend. I suggested to the producers that I just sing the Melbourne team song and they said, I can't believe your segment would get worse. I'd be <laughs> Hughesy's still in the building. You might think you're Beyonce. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, not. not the first time I've been compared to Beyonce. <laughs> Uh, the build-up in Perth is the first grand final outside of Australia uh, reported capturing this excitement. This one was expected to land at Elizabeth Quay but made a surprise appearance on the Matagara Bridge this morning, giving fans a chance to have some photography fun on their way to the game. Four years of journalism school and it all pays off. Uh, in the end, the Melbournes broke their 57-year premiership drought. Here's a clip. And could we just show that again quickly? I just wanted to watch it again. It's fantastic. <laughs> Don't move on. <laughs> it was like chewing up the airtime with that. That's uh, the original title for this show, <laughs> Chewing Up the Airtime. <laughs> uh, there was some strong COVID protocols in place in the change rooms after the victory. Uh, Gary, in that, uh, I think it was the third quarter when he went back into uh, head, head on into traffic and dived into... Wow. Oh, I've had dates with less physical contact. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've, ne I've never had a date, so put the number up on my number on the screen. Uh, the demons... it's, 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 it's a fax number, so we need all yeah. the digits. Please fax me, send a pigeon. No. <laughs> call, call the operator first and they'll put you through to Titus. Sorry, guys. Um... Uh, <laughs> now I do feel like I'm on a date. Uh, to the NRL now, the Panthers are through the grand final and here's how they've been reacting all season. But the Panthers, they can play footy and can sing too. Bye for now. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. <laughs> oh, I've always, they're living the dream. I've always wanted to play in an NRL grand final and be in a boys to men cover band. <laughs> and so I think someone's getting to do that. Yeah, that's like the, the most like interesting post match interview I've ever seen. Usually they'd be like, full credit to the boys. I know. <laughs> uh, the golf was on the Ryder Cup this week and it, there was the Americans playing Europe. And before the Americans even won, they did this. Who says Americans are arrogant? Well, well they were three under and 0.15 over, so it was a, it was a, it was a mixed result. Uh, in Utah, a local journalist was out on the street interviewing the public about their basketball team, the Utah Jazz, only to accidentally come across one of the Jazz's own players. Mike, now you spell your first and last name. Um, spell it. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Uh, did you go to any jazz games? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, if there's any sports player that doesn't blend in, it's a six foot seven basketball player. <laughs> Do you know the greatest bit about that is she had it pointed out later on Twitter who it was, so she didn't know till 
he didn't tell her any point. <laughs> and, and she asked 73 other questions, <laughs> so that was a long interview. I've been to a lot. In soccer, Suriname's 60-year-old vice president decided to play himself in a team he actually owns. What? And Get here's the footage of it here. So this is the vice president of the country. And he just decided, I want to play. He's 60. And you can see from the way he plays, that's about as well as he does. And also, he made himself captain. They lost 6-0 in the game. There he goes coming off. That was about two minutes in. He was exhausted. (laughs) Now, the amazing thing is his team's meant to go and play in Honduras for the second leg, but he can't leave the country because he's been found guilty of drug trafficking charges in other countries, so he'll be extradited. So is that the best reason to miss a sporting event? I know that's why you can't leave Australia, Tim. (laughs) I know that's why you can't leave this show, but please thank Titus O'Reilly. We'll be back after this. And it's time now for What's On, What's On in the Warehouse. (laughs) Chemist Warehouse, binge-worthy show, What's On in the Warehouse. (laughs) You've confused yourself. I'm looking at my watch. Uh, If you missed last week's show, we're highlighting Chemist Warehouse, wonderful series, What's On in the Warehouse. Last week, we brought you this shock twist. As you can see from the beautiful bright colours we're sporting on our lips today, it's time to talk about women's mental health. (laughs) Just so much drama. And what I love about what's on in the warehouse is that you laugh and then you learn. Brody, we probably don't ever really think about it, but our nasal passage can trap a lot of nasty stuff in there. You're right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Look, we got this clip sent in from a fan this week. Um, Well, this is Chemist Warehouse, What's On in the Warehouse, and it's a wide-ranging show. From iron supplements and incontinence products to toddler formula, we have a better choice for you. You've got my attention. (laughs) Which bits got your attention? (laughs) Sometimes with Chemist Warehouse. It's Mary Ann! If you have more feedback for us, you can get in touch with us on our socials below. Now, last week, Tim, you said this. Look, the name we heard this week, Mel, was AUKUS. Australia, the UK and the US. Though not everyone's a fan of the name. This new, slightly awkwardly named AUKUS Alliance. Coming from a man named Ty. Um... (laughs) Safe to say that might have bit you in the arse. Uh, We got this tweet from Ty who says, I'll have you know that my name is the Gaelic version of yours. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Well, Mel, it's time to talk about mental health. Um, My mental health. Apologies, Ty. I'm I'm so sorry. Well, look, Mel, to happier news now, and it's school holidays, and it's that wonderful time of year for the kids around the country, unless you're at this school camp. Cub Scouts from across Queensland were set for an action-packed week on the Sunshine Coast. Who runs the world? A gastro outbreak was not part of the program. (laughs) Dangerous to combine that with the high ropes, I think. Um... (laughs) They were then asked what way they sit on the toilet, and (laughs) if they made it... um... Well, why not instead head to Barra Fun Park, where they're reopening almost every ride. We normally open every day of school holidays and then just weekends after that. Everything except for the jumping pillow. I'm not allowed to open it at all at the moment. Insurance company said no. No. (laughs) Sure, it sounds unsafe, but at least their motto is reassuring. Yes, we do everything we can so accidents don't happen, but they do. (laughs) 
I'm Anne. It's also the Scouts Gastro Policy. Um, well, to one of our favourite shows, ITV's This Morning had their usual eclectic range of guests this week. We met a passionate environmentalist. Well, Laura Amherst has made the headlines last month for dancing topless across the city's capital during the two-week Impossible Rebellion protests, and she joins us now. And thank you for being here today. I feel like that is trying to save money on wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> I guess there was one obvious question for Laura. Why do it topless? Yeah, um, well, there's not really any kind of, um, like, specific reason for it. I mean, um, a couple of days before the first protest, I was meant to attend an event in Brighton called Free the Nipple. <laughs> it's more a scheduling thing. <laughs> to the US now and to the bridge run, and you've got a feel for this reporter who got an exclusive interview with the race winner but didn't quite nail it. A nice win for her. Let's go take a, a quick chat with her if we have a second. Nell, do you have a quick second? Congratulations. How does it feel to win the Cooper River Bridge Run? I go second. <laughs> Got it. Okay, we'll go forward. But, but how would it feel? <laughs> the race was won by Lana Murphy. She just kept going and going. Moving on to something that caught my eye this week. I've been watching Italian news. What? Um, and I have to say, I think this correspondent sounds like an Italian Christopher Walken. As a, a mandatory condition to exercise a, a right that is recognised by our constitution, uh, namely uh, the right to work, uh, the, the right to, to bring food to your family. Uh, and we think that this is... Insane. If, if I'm getting tweets from Ty, you'll be getting a tweet from him next week. Right. I want him to read me bedtime stories. Uh, that's all we've got time for. We'll see you next week. Bye, <laughs> <laughs>